0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Football and Show podcast. Got a great episode for you guys today. We're talking XFL today. I wanted to do this episode on Saturday, but I had duty on Sunday. Had to get some family time in Saturday night, so I decided to put this on hold for a little bit. I got to hear some other people's takes on it. Um, A couple notables. One guy I I listen to on YouTube a lot is Flemlow Raps. If you have not checked him out, definitely go check him out. He does all types of stuff. What happened to videos. He did one, in fact, on Sean Oakman, who now plays for the L.A. Wildcats. Crazy story behind that. dude. If you don't know who Sean Oakman is or if you know who he is, but you don't know his story and why he's not playing in the NFL right now. Definitely go check that out. He does stories on A.B. because A.B. is always in the news. He does a lot. Go check him out. He did one on the, on the XFL this past weekend. Definitely go check him out, though. For So unless you've been living under a rock for the last year or so, you know that the XFL was coming back. They'd had a little stint back in 2001. It was one season. There's a lot of things about it that people didn't like. It flopped after the first season. shut down. But then they brought it back. And One thing they didn't try to do was try to make it like the last one, obviously because that one failed. So clearly you're not going to try to do the same thing over again. So just a quick recap. If you don't know, if you're not up to date with it, there's eight teams in this new XFL. LA, Seattle, Houston, Dallas, Orlando, St. Louis, New York, and D.C. Those are where the eight teams are at. They each have their own nicknames respectively. I'm not going to get into all that. Those are where the eight teams are at. They're basically divided up into two conferences, East and West. Depending on geographical location, you guys can figure it out where they're at. If you don't, just Google it. Every team pretty much plays each other. Then the top two teams from each conference playing the playoffs. The winner of that game goes to the championship round. End of the season, crown a champ, move on. I absolutely loved it this weekend. I watched the Seattle DC game, all of it. I watched most of the Houston and L.A. game after that on Saturday. And I decided right before the season started that I was going to be a Seattle Dragons fan for the simple fact that this is pretty much I live an hour from Seattle right now. I've never lived in D.C., so I've, I've only been to one Redskins game at home. There any other NFL games I've been to, I went to one preseason game in Cleveland against the Redskins. I've been to a Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars game. And believe that's it. So I've never really lived in a place where that's where my favorite team is at. I get a route for them, be close to them, watch all their games. So I decided to rock with Seattle this year. Hopefully it doesn't turn in to what it looked like it's going to be. Although, right now, if the season ended today, we'd be that number two spot in the West. Just saying. But yeah, I absolutely loved it. I love the XFL. There's so many things I like about it. There's one thing I don't like. Another thing that I don't know if I like it or not. Um, I think it. they will tweak it just based off of how the first weekend of games went. First thing I love, though. Absolutely. I love the pace. 25 second play clocks. There's, real, there's not really a lot of time to get into a huddle, call the play and, and go. So pretty much most of the game is no huddle. They're, they're talking to the head, the head coach, has comes to the quarterback at all times in the NFL. After you call a play, or after he gets lined up, comes to the quarterback, gets cut out. And in the XFL, it stays. So the coach can constantly talk to the quarterback in his ear the, during not only the, the play call up at the line and also throughout the play. One of the other things that I really liked was the kickoffs for for a couple different reasons. One is interesting, obviously less touchbacks, because they incentivize a runback. They want you to return the ball. So if it's a touchback or if it doesn't go past the 20, I believe the rule was that it goes to the plus 45. Not your own 45. I'm talking plus 45, you're already on the opponent's side of the field. If it doesn't make it past the 20, you're already on the your opponent's side of the field. You're on the plus 45, and you go from there. I love that about it. The other thing I really like, I, I, I'm new school. I get why they're doing it. I'm a fan of it. The lines for each of the teams, the return team and the kick team, line up about five yards apart from each other. The kicking team is on their opponent's 35-yard line, The receiving team, they're on their own 30-yard line. It minimizes, well, in fact, it actually pretty much altogether eliminates the head-to-head collisions. You're running full pace down the field 30, 40, 50 yards straight into somebody else. That's where a lot of the injuries happen. They're trying to cut that out. Also, if you look at it, you would think that there's a better chance to return it because you really only have to get through one hole. If the entire team is already right there at the 30-yard line, if you make it through that, all you got to beat is the kicker. Nine times out of ten, you're going to beat the kicker. Next thing I like, the fact that the refs just let them play. There's very minimal flags being thrown. You see ticky-tack calls in the NFL get called one way or the other every single time. If they think it might be, kind of look like a penalty, they're going to call it. Slows down the game, which... I'm okay with the game being slowed down because we only get 16 games every year in the NFL. So, you know, the longer the better in my eyes. But I understand why people don't like slow slow pace to, to the NFL game sometimes. The rush just let them play in this. Like I said, very, very little flags on the field. They let them play the hand-grabbing between wide receiver and DB. They let it go as long as it wasn't egregious. So again, the flow of the game was much better and the pace, obviously, was much quicker because you're not stopping every five minutes for for a flag, for a penalty, for a PI, for holding anything like that. But the thing I loved the absolute most over anything else in the new XFL is the transparency with the refs. Absolutely loved it. I think this is one thing that the NFL should, and in fact, actually, I'm not even going to say that. They should take this from the XFL and incorporate it into their own league, but they're not going to for whatever reason. I have my theories. One of them is that Alberto Riveron just does not want to go against his refs. For whatever reason, he'd rather the call stay wrong and take the heat than to say, hey, yeah, my guys got it wrong, which Blows my mind because, like I said in previous episodes before, they're being they're being asked to watch some of the best athletes in the world. When things happen in real time, their bang-bang plays, yeah, you're going to get calls wrong. That's why we implemented Instant Replay. I'm not even going to get into that right now because I was another episode... This is something that the NFL needs to take from the XFL, incorporate it into their own league, but they won't. And, I, and, and I, know, I know they won't, and it frustrates me to know that. The one thing I didn't like about the game, though, was that the play calls were broadcasted on live TV. I think, to a certain extent, it ruins the integrity. Not, I, I'm not going to say ruin. It hurts the integrity of the game. Because what's to say, if I'm a head coach of a team, that I don't tell my defensive coordinator or somebody on the team Hey, just go watch the uh, the Fox broadcast. Just go watch the broadcast, whatever channel it's on. Let me know what play call they, play, they make. Because here's the thing that I noticed about their play calls. Because it's so fast-paced, because there's not a lot of time on the play clock, they're very simple plays. The actual play calls themselves were actually rather simple. If you would listen to them, you, you could figure out what things were what. Even... A.J. McCarron on the broadcast on the ESPN ABC broadcast was saying, oh, they called Dancer. This is what the receivers are doing. So what's to say that somebody from the other team isn't just going to watch that broadcast, hear what they say, relay it to the defensive coordinator, and then boom, defensive coordinator already knows what they're doing, knows what play they're going to run. And it's just, it's not going to be good. I, I, I feel like. That was really the one negative about this weekend with the XFL in my eyes. And you might have another opinion on it. You might have seen other things that were wrong with the league. But that's what Twitter's for. Definitely go check out my Twitter. Let me know what you guys think. This is not the end of the episode. But just, if you guys disagree with me, that's what we have social media for. But yeah, that is the one thing I did not like about the game. And for the last thing, that I'm not entirely sure if I like it or dislike it. What I can say that I'm fairly certain in, and this is not from talking to anybody, not reading any reports. This is just, it makes sense. I think they will tweak the sideline interviews a little bit. So I don't know if you guys watched the games at all this weekend, but in in particular, the Seattle-DC game. So what happens is after a big play, whoever the sideline reporter is goes straight to that player or straight to the coach and gets an interview, just a quick Low five, ten second snippet of what was going on in their head. Seems cool. After a DB gets a pick, yeah, definitely go talk to them. After somebody, after a receiver mosses a DB for a touchdown, yeah, definitely put a mic in their face. But there are times when keeping it real goes wrong. For example, in that Seattle DC game, Dylan Day, I mean, he's a, a lineman, offensive lineman for Seattle. Those are little, little extracurricular activities after a play. Flags got thrown. Fifteen-yard penalty, unsportsmanlike conduct on Dylan Day. And I don't remember who the sideline sideline reporter was for ABC that day, but she went up to him immediately after, and I'm talking no time in between. The ref turned off his turned off his mic. Boom, she was there. Hey, you were in the middle of that flag was on you. What happened? Now, if you've ever played football, you can get caught up in the moment. It happens to the best of us. My man's responded. We're just trying to do our effing job. Said it on TV. Of course, on TV said we're just trying to do our effing job. And they want to do a little extra pushing and shoving. At that moment, ABC cut the audio, the entire audio. And it came back on a couple seconds later, but I I even rewinded, I was like, did he really just say that? He did. He really dropped an F bomb on live TV. And it's happened before. It's happened when players win championships and they're not being interviewed, but they're behind the person being interviewed, and the mic picks up the audio, you can hear it. It 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 happens. It's it's part of sport, especially a part of a sport as physical and as demanding as football. It happens. Not saying that he was in the wrong for saying it. Not saying that she was in the wrong for asking. But it's just one of those things that it doesn't look good for the network or for the XFL saying, hey, I'm sure the FCC is going to come down and be like, hey, you know what, guys? I, I get what you're trying to do. It's a cool thought. But stuff like this can't happen. You got players cussing on air. Kids are watching it. You know, It's they're going to go down that road, and it is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. But at the end of the day, FCC has the rules. Can't drop the F-bomb on network television. He did. That's just something that I don't know if I like it or not. I think it's cool. The, the concept is very cool to go and interview a player right after a big play. But do it when it's a positive play. Don't do it after somebody just gets hit with a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Definitely don't do that because when you do that, that's how you get F-bombs thrown on TV. Now the big question that everybody's talking about is will it last? Why? Why is that why is that the big question right now? I, I get why. I understand why. And I thought about it, but yo, know, let's just enjoy the game. I mean, we're talking February 10th, and we're talking about live football, real football, not the combine. Not the draft coming up, not somebody getting busted for weed in their car, none of that. We talk about real football happening, live games, players getting chances. Cardinal Jones balled out for DC against my Seattle Dragons. The fact that we're talking about this stuff in February, that stuff just warms my heart. For anybody that knows me, football is damn near my biggest passion. I can talk football all day, that's why I do this. I don't make money off of this. I hope to someday. That'd be dope. But just like the XFL slogan is for the love of football. I do this for the love of football. I just love talking about it. I love the sport. Is it going to last? I don't know. I hope it does. It has the potential. So something interesting on Saturday, me and my wife, we were getting ready to watch the game. We we're getting ready to watch the Seattle DC game. And she made a comment that at that point in time seemed so ridiculous so asinine. I couldn't help but just look at her. She said, is this going to be more popular than the NFL? I said, what? what do you mean, is it going to be... No! We're talking the NFL, who just celebrated their 100th year. Comprehend? Try, try to understand that. The NFL just celebrated their 100th season. Now, Obviously, that was before the... NFL-AFL merger. That's why we only have 54 Super Bowls. But this league just celebrated 100 seasons. And they're only getting bigger. This the most profitable it's ever been. And you can ask me, is this more popular than NFL? But then I watched the games. Sat back. And I thought about it. While the answer is still no... It's not impossible. It's not impossible that the XFL at some point in time definitely will not be our lifetime. Definitely will not be our children's lifetime. I doubt it will be our grandchildren's lifetime if it ever does get to that point. But it is definitely not impossible. I would not if. If if reincarnation was a thing. And I died, I came back 100 years later and I was born again. Now I'm a teenager, young adult, whatever the case may be in 100 years. and And if I remember anything from my past life, I remember the XFL starting up, being a league. And watching whatever the championship game for the XFL is going to be named the XFL Bowl, whatever, of 100 seasons, XFL Bowl, 75, 85, 100. I would not be completely surprised. I wouldn't be thrown off. I wouldn't say, "Nah, there's no way that could have happened. It's possible. I don't think it's likely. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is definitely not impossible. I think that the best thing that they're doing right now is, one, they marketed way better Than the AAF. The AAF they tried to get from idea to week one. In like three months. The AAF and this new XFL. Were announced around the same time. XFL took their time. Figured out how to make it better than. Or not better than the NFL. But make it different. Just different enough that people would be interested in. Like the kickoffs. Like the reviews. All that stuff. And they, they took their time with it. The AAF did not. And they flopped. Can this league survive? Yes, it can. I think it can. Vince McMahon learned a lot from his first stint. And I think it's gonna help him a great ton here. He's gonna take what failed there and bring it to this league. He's already changed the whole mindset of the XFL. Back then, the XFL was hard hitting, you know, it was basically WWE and football pads. That that's That's basically what it was. Because back then, NFL was getting a stigma of the no fun league. That's when rules were changing and all that stuff. And Vince McMahon, he came out, made a WWE with football pants. Didn't work. This one, he's making it just different enough that people are interested while keeping the core values of football. And that's why I think that this league truly can and ultimately will survive for years to come, and that's where I'm going to end it today, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening. If you're not already, follow me everywhere that you can follow me at Instagram, Facebook, both named Football and Show Podcast. Hit me up on Twitter. Give me a follow, FNC Pod. The letter F, A, N, D. The letter C, P, O, D. FNC Pod on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. Did you like the XFL? Did you not like it? What did you like? What didn't you like? What would you like to see differently? Just let me know what you thought altogether. Just let me know what you thought all around of the first weekend of games. Are you looking forward to it? Will it last? Ultimately, will it last? Will it last three, four, five years down the road? Who knows? Definitely let me know what you think. Definitely please share it. Anybody that's a fan of football, anybody that is a fan of the XFL, Or not yet a fan of the XFL. If they didn't like it, definitely share this with them. Share this with everybody. Just trying to get my name out there. Please like this. Please share it. Share it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Thanks again, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm out.